0: Never know that you're my my. hero. (laughs) Saw dudes. This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to like catching gnarly waves. What? You don't, you don't like that? You don't what? like you don't like surfer shades?
1: Since when are you surf is that like a play
0: on Sting? No, but it could have been, man. Hmm. That's very interesting. <laughs> I thought about this gimmick, like, three days ago, and I was supposed to do it on Friday, but hate I was it. so darn tired. Hate and it. I was used, hated. Hated? Hated. Hated. Wow. Hate surfer shades, wow. and it's terrible. Wow. Trouble. Wow. Wow. You know where you guys can listen to your hate? On soundcloud.com <laughs> slash grapples to apples. That's grapples, the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud the way that Thrill doesn't like surfer shades. We have Google Podcasts, we have Apple Podcasts, we have iHeartRadio. Radio. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. I am one of your hosts. Not Surfer Shades anymore, because Thrill obviously doesn't like him. The very sensual, the very doy, Mr. Sunglasses at night, himself, your boy, the General Shades. Joined. By a name that I actually like, because I'm a good friend.
1: Oh, God. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because, baby, that's who I is.
0: Thrill. Yes, sir. WWE's NXT War Games. Oh, excuse me, TakeOver War Games. Wrapped up about, I oh, don't a half hour ago. Live from Orlando, Florida. Florida. At the... <laughs> <Flormida>. <laughs> What's it called? The, uh, the... Capitol Wrestling Center. Thank you. That's yeah. Uh, we had five five matches on the card. Two working matches. Uh, One title match. One title match. This is the first takeover in a long time that we've only had one title match, and it wasn't the NXT championship. Very true. But we did get a promo from the NXT champion, Finn Balor. Also true? Uh, A lot to go over. Not a lot of time to do it. So I I need you to do me a favor. Try not to hate doing this as well. (laughs) What's up? Ring me that bell.
1: So the first match of the night is the first of the two War Games matches. This one would be the ladies opening up the show. Team Candice, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm going up against Team Shotzi. Of Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai.
0: So, you were on your way home from work at this time, yes. correct? Yeah. You didn't really miss much to start. I think we had Ember Moon and, and Dakota Kai kick it off, <sighs> followed followed by Raquel Gonzalez. Uh-oh. After. That can't be. Um, Team Shotzi had the advantage. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Shotzi Blackheart that came out next. There you go. Then Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley. Tony Storm, Io Shirai, who they spent four minutes, three minutes, keeping her out of the (sighs) ring just for Candice LeRae to come out and keep her out of the ring again. I'm like, Mm. this is just a setup for a Io Shirai dive spot. But before Mm. we get to there, I want to talk about Shotzi Blackheart. (laughs) Why? She, although she took her bumps, same to Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai took her bumps, but this isn't directed towards her. Shotzi Blackheart has no business being in a wrestling ring.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought that's where you were going, but then he said Dakota Kai, and I was like, wait a minute, that, Dakota's a good wrestler.
0: Uh, no, no, like I said, Deco- <laughs> no, it was Dakota Kai took her bumps. Yeah. But Shotzi Blackheart you have no business being in the ring right now. In such a high profile match and as the the captain of the team also. She was as green as her hair in this match. Dang. This is like mistiming uh, awkward awkward thrown uh, strikes. I'm like ooh. But uh, the fans love her. They love the little tank gimmick. Um, yeah. So, of course, you know, if, if you're over, they're gonna push you.
1: Sure. I mean, she but, has um, a she has a good look. You know, like she's definitely I, like I'm not surprised that WWE would push her based on the way she looks. And I remember when they signed her. Um. It was not too long before that that I heard a lot of rumblings about her. Like, oh, she's this, she's that, she's that, she's this. And then next thing I know I hear, oh, yeah, they signed Josie Blackheart. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know anything about her. But apparently she's, you know, someone worth watching. Boy, I disagree.
0: They were wrong. They were
1: wrong. She's clearly someone who's... You know, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, because obviously, like, she's putting in work, you know, she's more trained than I am, but I think it's very clear why she was signed, why she was over, why she is over, and why she is positioned where she is now.
0: She has personality. Mm -hmm. Um, Personality that they they seem to like, Um, but, man... I don't like her in-ring work. No. Um, this was definitely better suited for somebody else on the main roster, uh, a Tegan Knox, if she wasn't hurt all oh, the she's time. she's hurt, you know, so she's yeah, you hurt. know, yeah, a Tegan Knox, if she wasn't hurt all the time. Um, but but it was a, it was a decent match. It was a long match, man. Um, there's thirty-five minutes. Uh, there was. The Io Shirai spot that we alluded to earlier, which is on top of the War Games cage with a garbage can, and she puts said garbage can on her person and dives off the cage onto the crowd of women that are below. And I was like, oh, fun. I haven't seen that before, or if you have, you don't see it often. Right. Um,. The one thing that I I didn't like was the baby faces. Io Shirai hit her moonsault like three different occasions. Mm. And it was just someone from her team standing around waiting to get pushed into the pin. I didn't like that. Like there was uh, Rhea Ripley who was, they, they said she was running guard for her to playing bodyguard so she can finish the pin and then Tony Storm comes out of nowhere and pushes Rhea Ripley into her. I was just like the how many times you're going to do this spot?
1: Yeah.
0: It was like I was I was I was annoyed with it. But um they had set up a a table in between um excuse me, a ladder in between both rings. That you would think the heels would go through. That's you know you set up the the table. You usually go through it. You set up a ladder. You usually go through it. And that wasn't the case this time. Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai are fighting on the ropes, and Raquel Gonzalez, uh, no excuse me, Io Shirai tries to go for a uh, Frankenstein.er uh, gets caught and gets power bombed. Through the ladder for the 1 2 3, Raquel Gonzalez giving all the rubs and pitting the NXT women's champion. Thoughts?
1: I mean, if there's ever a way to legitimize her, you know, I remember maybe three weeks ago. She had a match against Rhea Ripley, and Rhea beat her. I remember saying, I think you and I talked about this. I was like, you know, obviously Rhea's going to win, but Rhea doesn't need that win. Raquel Gonzalez needs that win. Uh And so I feel like this is something, not necessarily to make up for that specifically, but it's like, look, if people are going to take her seriously, she has to start beating serious people. Yeah, in the entire match they they played on the whole her versus Rhea thing, where as soon as Rhea got in the ring, they cut to Raquel Gonzalez on, and her face. You see her mouthing the words, "I've been waiting for this." Um, yeah, and so like okay, they're they're playing her up as this big powerhouse, this physical, this physically dominant performer. Um, and I guess you know you, you got to legitimize somebody. Is, is there a better way to do it than have them pin the current champion?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's actually one thing that I I took away from this match, and I said, you know what? Good if they're going to build um, Raquel Gonzalez to be the next competitor for Io Shirai, then this makes sense. She says, I pinned yeah. you at War Games, blah 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 blah, yeah. and then she'll eventually lose the next pay per view. Sure. So, Team Candice wins. And everyone gets a W. Except w, me. WW w And because Amanda. And Tommy Boy. And Thrill. All lock this. They start off 2-0. and 0. The big oog dog. The baby maker. Starts off 1-0. and Because he didn't get a lock in. And I am 0-1. And, and right before the pay-per-view started. This was going to be my lock of the night, and I decided to go with a match later on in the night. Mm. Thank God I didn't, because it was a rough night. It was a a rough night for the champion anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So the next match on the card, we have Tommaso Ciampa taking on Timothy Thatcher in a very hard-hitting match. Um there's not much to say here except that I think Champa busted Thatcher's eardrum Ooh. or I get or either that or, or Thatcher has like a little bit of cauliflower ear on his Ooh. ear and that ruptured because he was Ooh. bleeding after really? a knee. After yeah, after a knee strike to the head towards really? the end of the match. Um Champa puts Thatcher in a bulldog choke and you just see blood pouring out of his ear. No, I'm no doctor, but you're not supposed to be bleeding out of your ears. <laughs> I'm no doctor, yeah. but blood out of your... Uh, any Blood's supposed to be inside. <laughs> not, not outside. If you're bleeding... There's something wrong here.
1: Yeah, I can't contribute too much. Um, I, I I would be lying if I said that I was awake during any of this. So, yeah.
0: So Champa hits him with the um, what's the, what does he call the hanging DDT on the um, the from the outside of the ropes, something long kiss goodnight or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, something like that.
0: He hits Thatcher with that and pins him, but pins him li- literally puts his entire body on on Timothy Thatcher's top half and kind of locks his arm down for the one, mm. two, three. Mm. So Champa wins. Um, at this point, I believe it's three and zero for Tommy Boy, two and zero for the Baby Maker. Two and one for you and, and Amanda, and I am now one and one. The only time I'll ever be five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so our next match. The next I'm, match.
1: I'm sorry, sorry, uh-oh. completely I thought,
0: my bad that goes to you. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the following match was the uh Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes strap match.
0: This match was fun. This it, it was a demolition derby. You have I haven't seen a strap match in forever. I'm not talking about like the dog collar match that we had at AEW a couple of uh couple months ago. Mm-hmm. This was fun. This, this was a fun fun break from what I felt was a very safe pay per view up until mm. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron Grimes uh, brought his own strap. He was he was trying to blind Dexter Loomis, who looks like the freaking Terminator man. <laughs> he he's just jacked like robot. Like that's like he's like Bender if Bender went and feuds with like a Terminator. But um, another one, another a good match. Uh, Dexter Loomis launched Cameron Grimes into like the the plexiglass barricade and th- like pushed it back like six inches. And, what I
1: did, it, what I did like about this match was that they were using the strap a lot.
0: Yes, it was a strap match. It wasn't a yeah. singles match with the strap connected to the both of them.
1: Right, and and like they use it for multiple things. They use it obviously as like a whipping weapon, which is you know the most obvious way to use it. They use it to like pull each other. There was one spot where, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cameron Grimes was on the apron and Loomis was on the ground, and he yanked him, and he, mm-hmm. and he did like a front flip bump onto the yep. mat. I was like, oh.
0: Same, same, same bump when uh, Loomis was on the top rope. He pulled him off like that. Uh, Cameron Grimes pulled him off. He did a front flip bump. Uh, there was a, um, a a section of the match where Cameron Grimes is in the corner and Dexter Loomis goes on the outside, runs around the the metal structure that's there, gets back up, and tries to like tie up Cameron Grimes. Grimes runs out of the ring and pulls him into the metal structures. They use the strap to like the best of their ability. And it showed.
1: Yeah. yeah. They definitely uh, were like, let's, you know, this is a strap match. Let's make use out of the strap. You know, yeah. Like you said, a lot of times in matches like this, people get caught up in like, I guess being afraid because they're not used to using something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's used to, you know, wrestling a match, tied to each other you know but yeah these two went for it i i wonder if they took time to rehearse this you know how long were they planning this how much did they, how much did they work on this ahead of time because this is some of the best strap work i've seen in a strap match
0: yeah um especially the ending where they're they're reversing each other's moves mm-hmm. but but cameron grimes his legs get tied up because of the reversing yeah. of the, like of the strap and Dexter Loomis just, you know, takes his legs from under him. Cameron Grimes hits up hits the chair that was set up there, and Dexter Loomis hits him with the lights out uh, submission, and Cameron Grimes taps out. Yeah. So Dexter Loomis wins, and then he yeah. just cradles Cameron Grimes post match and just mm-hmm. like strokes strokes his hair. I'm like, what the what the hell's going on here?
1: He's you got to yo. S- Serial killers got a serial kill, you know. The American Psycho. Dexter's got a Dexter.
0: So Dexter, Dexter Morgan, meets Dexter Loomis in a wrestling ring. Like exactly. that's what it is. Um, so Dexter Loomis wins, and now Tommy Boy is has a commanding four-zero lead. The Baby Maker has a three-zero lead, and. You, myself, and Amanda all take an L. At that point, it's 2-2, two 2-2, and 1-2. Two, two and two, and and My belt. I, I'm in jeopardy of losing it tonight. Yeah. The next match. I don't think anyone got right. The triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship defending champion Leo Ruff. trying Leon,
1: to Leon.
0: Oh, Leon Ruff, excuse me. Leo Ruff. Oh, so you know like Leo Rush, that's alright.
1: No,
0: no. Oh, sorry. Leon Ruff.
1: Don't disrespect Leo Rush like
0: that. Trying to prove that he is not a joke or a gimmick champion, taking on both Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano in a triple threat match. And this match had too much going on.
1: I thought I agree in terms of the ending. Yes. I thought the ending was overbooked to high hell. Mm. I was totally with this match until the finish. Like, the story of Leon Ruff trying to, like, prove himself and, like, Gargano and Priest keep shooing him away. Like, yo, get out of here. Like, not taking him seriously. Um, him getting taken out of the match for a little, you know, a shoot you yeah. at time, like... A lot of it Damian, made sense. Damien
0: Priest threw him through the plexiglass barricade and felt like kind of remorseful. He's like, damn, maybe I hurt this kid. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't yeah. Be in yeah. This match. He's like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. They take him out and then becomes a one-on-one match.
1: Right. And like, so the story all around for all three competitors, I dug it. I thought it made a lot of sense. I thought they all played their part. Um, and then, and, and I was even saying, I said in the group chat, that this was the most impressed I had been with Damien Priest. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought his in-ring work, his character work, like for the first time ever, between his Punishment Martinez gimmick in Ring of Honor and his Damian Priest gimmick in NXT, I was never a fan, but during this match, I was like, okay, okay, Damian Priest, I'm with you. I'm behind you. And <laughs> as I'm feeling that, we get the first of the Ghostface appear on the apron. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So
0: there was, there was three Ghostface that came. And then two more came and I'm like, what's this retribution coming or something? Like, yeah, at some point, I think there was like three
1: clusters of three ghost face each. I'm like, what is this? And he's yeah. doing everything he can. He's doing topes. He's, you know, doing rope flips. He's doing everything he can to eliminate all of these ghost faces. And I'm like, all right. Like, I appre- again, I appreciate the work he's putting in, but this is dumb.
0: Hmm. So dumb. So, uh, Priest is on the apron trying to. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to uh, do a razor's edge from the outside yeah. onto Johnny Gargano. Gets hit in the back with the lead pipe. Leon Ruff comes back just to eat a. Uh, what's Gargano's DDT called? The Gargano experience or something like that? I don't know. Something dumb. So he's the, the slingshot DDT mm. and plants Leon Ruff. And Johnny Gargano picks up the three count to become the three-time North American champion. Now, I hate this. Boo! Why have Gargano drop the belt in the first place? Yeah. Why not have Gargano drop the belt if you guys were going to do that? Mm -hmm. And then him pick it back up? And then you can still have the triple threat match where Gargano can win at NXT TakeOver.
1: Yeah. This was just a big running around to end up back where we started.
0: So, But instead, you have Leon Ruff, who didn't feel legitimate anyway, lose the belt to Johnny Gargano. And at the end... Of the match. They're on the, the top of the apron. The top of the apron. On the top of the stage. stage. And one of the ghost faces. reveal their mask. i mean, reveal their face. Take their mask off. And it's Austin Theory. Which Austin Theory says. It was me.
1: Austin. It was me, it was me all alone. Austin.
0: And. <laughs> I liked it. I, I I did not. I did not hate Austin Theory going back to the Vince McMahon higher power um, gimmick from the Attitude Era.
1: I think if it was someone that I cared about, I might have like thought it was cool. But I just I don't I don't care about Austin Theory. So when he did that, I was just kind of like. Oh boy, here's some young up-and-comer trying to live off of, you know, nostalgia, whatever. You know?
0: But it worked. Because his name yeah. is Austin.
1: I get it. I get, I, like I said, I thought it was cute. I get it. But I just, I don't know. Meh. Well,
0: there's no pleasing you, Austin Powers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe so too
0: cynical and too jaded, I don't know. Man, this podcast has done damage to you.
1: <laughs> no, WWE has done damage to me.
0: So with the Gargano victory, $3. Tommy Boy <laughs> gets his first L of the night, bringing him to 4 and 0. Uh the baby maker to 3 and 1. And everyone else takes another. note. So you guys are two and three. I am one and four. What a rough one. And at this moment, I noticed we're all tied with the last one. We all have the same outcome for the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's get to the last match. The
1: main event was the second of the two war games matches. This time it was the Manzis, the Manzis turns, and it was the undistributed era. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, who Kyle, Ky, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle, Kyle no, O'Reilly. No, no, no. Who
0: was the first one?
1: Adam Cole, baby.
0: Oh yes, of course.
1: Kyle O'Reilly. Why do I, why does Kyle O'Reilly feel weird to me to my mouth right now?
0: Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Undisputed era. <laughs> 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 so Adam
1: Holbey Bay, um, O'Reilly Odo Parts, uh, Roderick Strong, and Booby Fish versus Team McAfee, which is Pat McAfee, Peter Dune, Danny Birch, and Oni Lorcan. Um this okay. My first, um, I wanted to say this match was better than it should have been, except no. Because Undisputed Era are four fantastic wrestlers. Pete Dunne is a fantastic wrestler. And then Lurkin are they are good, serviceable workers. So, like, it should have been a good match. The question was always going to be Pat McAfee. Man, I don't know what they paid him. I don't know if he's been a fan his entire life. I don't know if he just really likes undisputed era. I don't know what the deal is, but this man came to play.
0: Yeah, nah, there's mm-hmm. there's one thing about McAfee. The man's committed.
1: Yeah, he. I will. I will give him. If nothing else, he has the utmost respect for me for the work that he put in and for the bumps that he took. Like. He has no. He doesn't need to take serious bumps. He's a celebrity, you know.
0: Like he's also an athlete. You know, he was a know was a kicker for the the Colts. Sure,
1: for sure, hundred you know? sure, percent. But again, he doesn't owe it to anybody for him to actually take any serious bumps. This dude did a moon salt through a table. He t- he took a a bump through on a, a back bump through a table of the top rope. A front uh,
0: flip off the cage.
1: Front flip off the, bro, oh my god! Can we talk about that, please? The centon that no one caught him for.
0: Yeah, he just fell c- completely through the through the crowd no. of men that were there.
1: It was nuts. You got like seven dudes all standing there waiting to catch him, and then all you all of a sudden you just hear, boom! I was like, oh, oh my god! No one caught him. He's dead. Mike man, this dude, he he went for it. I I have again. All the respect. I personally, I, I was not a fan of him going into this whole feud. I've listened mm-hmm. to his show a couple times, and he's kind of a, a, a d bag, in my opinion. And he's always and he's always talking smack about hockey. And so, like, I got no love for Pat McAfee, but he's got my respect for what he did in the ring tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, he definitely did his thing. Ah. Uh... At some point, his entire team is taken out. It's just him surrounded by the Undisputed Error. And they're throwing him into the cage. You know, he's going head first. They're grading him. And I I I messaged the group chat and I'm like, are we gonna get a McAfee blade job? And and Tommy Boy's like, I don't think he has it in him. And I was like, I think he does if you're jumping off of a cage with no hesitation and you're doing bumps through tables and taking chair shots, what's a blade job, you know?
1: Yeah, but that's different. It's one thing to like take a bump, get a bruise. It's another thing to like purposely take a blade and cut and yourself.
0: lacerate your, your forehead.
1: Yeah. Like I think if I ever went into wrestling training, I would take all the bumps in the world. I would try every flip known to man. I would do everything. But the minute they go, Here's a blade put it in your wristband. I'd be like,
0: uh, it's, uh, it's like but can't do I gotta? <laughs> Can you just choke slam me through a hell in the cell or something? Right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like I'll I'll bleed hard way, which is insane when you think about it. But like, and I think that's I think Matt. I would not be surprised if McAfee would have said, "Hey, if I bleed hard way, I'm cool with it." But I I don't. Bleeding is tough, man. To to I'd, purposely I'd, on your own. That's different, you know?
0: I'd bleed. I mean when, when I was younger, my brother and I used to wrestle all the time and I, I think I cut myself before. It wasn't like a deep cut, but it was it was a little blood there. And he mm. took full advantage of it. He tried opening it up like we were we real like, wrestlers. Hey, take it easy, buddy. Like I'm not Austin. I'm not Rick Flair. I'm not you're not gonna get the blusher out of me. Oh man. But yeah, the match was the match was good. Um, if, if, if I have one complaint, it went on like five minutes, 10 minutes too long.
1: That's fair. That's fair. At some I, I mean, point, go
0: ahead. I was, I was, I was done. Yeah.
1: I do have a complaint before I do that. I do want to say that one thing that I enjoyed about this match thoroughly, and this is a completely personal thing, was it reminded me just how good each of these guys are at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't maybe I haven't seen these guys in action for a while. Maybe I've just like haven't been giving NXT a lot of my attention lately, but like I'm watching Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish do their thing, and I'm like, man, I forget how good Red Dragon is. I'm watching Roderick Strong hit all these insane back-breaking suplexes, and I'm like, man, I forgot how good Roderick Strong is. I'm watching uh, Pete Dunne do the, the joint manipulation and the finger cracking, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot how good Pete Dunne is. Like, this match reminded me just how much I enjoy these guys for what they
0: <laughs> do. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no deal, Larkin and Danny Burch. They were there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect. No, no, no love. I don't, I don't mean no any disrespect. He's <laughs> like, yeah, Red Dragon, Roddy Strong, Pete Dunne, McAfee was doing his thing. Adam Cole's Adam Cole. Oh yeah, and Danny Burch and Ori Larkin—they were there too. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect, but just like,
1: it, I mean, they did their thing.
0: I'm just, you know. I mean, right. we've seen We've seen classics with Red Dragon. I'm gonna call him Red Dragon for the sake of having, not having to say their name. Yeah. Um Red Dragon, Only Larkin, and D- Danny Birch, they put on a banger at NXT yeah. Brooklyn before. Yeah. Um yeah. Pete Pete Dunn and Adam Cole put on a classic last year at the Survivor series. Um Roger Strong's Roger Strong. Pat McAfee is uh an entertainer, you yeah. know. They they did what they were supposed to do. Pat McAfee had four tables uh for each member, uh one for each member of Undisputed Era. Uh, I think the only one that went through their table was Roddy Strong. Well, Bobby
1: Fish went through his table. But he he, but he like, speared, speared Danny yeah,
0: Birch through it. Right, right. But I think like he just like uh, Roddy went through his like flat out. Like that's what yeah. that was the moonsault that right. McAfee hit. Um the one the one thing that I did laugh at was the I think it was the coal table where Danny Birch oh. he on it, and they put Pete Dunn on it and it like, they like power slam him through power bomb him through, it doesn't break and I just scream out, I am the I table. Am the table. <laughs>
1: but like so what i did okay now we've seen that spot a million times we've seen it falter a million times it's always how you recover from a missed table spot right what i what i enjoyed was whoever it was or Lurkin or or birch they stayed there they did not move so okay step one good you stayed you didn't move you didn't roll off and then have to get back on the table? No, you stayed there. Okay. Pete Dunn, while well, made it slightly obvious, just kept leaning on Birch or Lorcan, whoever was on the table. He just kept leaning on them on his on their back, like rolling around. I'm like, he's waiting. He's waiting for them to fix it. At least he knows how to fix it, but he's totally obviously waiting for it. And mm-hmm. Undisputed Arrow wasted no time. Man, come on, come on, come on. Like, like let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's try this again. Try it again, try it again, try it again. Like... There was no hesitation, and they they, they knew this was the spot, but it didn't feel like this was a spot that they had to hit and they were going for the spot. It felt like, no, we want to put these guys through the table, and we're going to put these guys through the table. And I think that's the difference a lot of times when you see these spots that go wrong and they try again, is that is it a spot for the sake of the spot, or is it a point in the story of the match? Mhm. And they made sure that they told the story of the point was they had so much bad blood they want to put these guys to the table. Didn't work the first time, too bad so sad try again. Yeah. But uh n- n-
0: not to mention um McAfee and uh Adam Cole Bay's on the top rope and Cole hits him off and McAfee literally jumps. Yeah. And goes exactly. through the table. Right he half yeah, that's definitely made for like a suplex spot and he just jumps leaps off of the top rope to go through the table and the only catches like the
1: back half of his of his back and his shoulders. yeah it was
0: like the sh- his shoulders and his head went through it yeah uh but it broke clean in half so like that was good at least it didn't he didn't, he didn't hit it and it just fell you know yeah yeah uh the My, ending of the match Oh, Go ahead. sorry. That's I, no, no. I, no. I, yeah, that's my issue
1: is with the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 were so adamant about the story of yeah they all you know want a piece of everybody and they all want a piece of McAfee, but it was Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. That was the story the entire match. Adam Cole's been waiting months to get his hands on McAfee and blah, 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 blah. And he finally does, and he hits him with a chair shot. And at some point, Kyle O'Reilly is there, and they jump him. You know, He hits him with super kicks and all this stuff. And they're going back and forth. McAfee hits him with a super kick, and he acts like he's going to go for the Panama Sunrise. He gets caught with a super kick. He eats a Panama Sunrise. And then kicks out. And I'm like, all right, enough. I get it, much respect, but exactly what they said on commentary Adam Cole has won championships with the Panama Sunrise, and McAfee's gonna kick out? How much do you disrespect your own wrestlers? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, Neither one of them are actually involved in the finish. It, it ends up with just, I think it was um, oni Lorcan on the floor. Kyle O'Reilly puts the chair on his face. He does a top rope knee drop. One, two, three. That's, that's the finish? So after McAfee kicks out of a Panama sunrise, after you telling me for 45 minutes how much... Adam Cole baby wants to get his hands on Pete, on on Pat McAfee neither one of them are involved in the finish
0: dumb <laughs> it wasn't dumb. dumb i i would i'd be upset if it was the same for the women's if it wasn't the same for the women's mm. where if it was Candice LeRae who beats Shotzi Black or vice versa Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. So uh, for me, it was just like consistency is fine. I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, but the story that they portrayed in this match was – the, the focus was Cole versus McAfee. In the women's match, it was just, you know, all these women they like each other. There, there was no real center focus. It, like, you know, it wasn't Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackheart hate each other. and No, it was kind of just like, you know, these four women versus these four women. Mm-hmm. But the men's match was, so much of it was Cole versus McAfee, Cole versus McAfee, Cole versus McAfee. And then you have McAfee look like, like a stronger opponent than half your roster, and then they're not even involved in the finish? What, you're protecting Pat McAfee? Mm-hmm. For what? He's going back to his radio show tomorrow.
0: I don't know. I don't get it. So the undisputed arrow wins, and the final scores are. Give me one second. the fu- The final scores are as uh, follows. I'm trying to pull this up, but we actually talk a lot in this group chat. Okay, so the final score is Tommy Boy's five and one. Hugo is 4 and 1. Amanda is 3 and 3. Thrill is 3 and 3, and I come back and pull up to 500 at 3 and 3 as well. Now, decisions need to be made, Thrill? Yes, sir. We got word from Tommy Boy being the winner. At NXT TakeOver WarGames. He has the choice between being. The new grapples to apples champion. Or taking the fall harvest. Before the winter's ball starts. And he takes the fall harvest. Leaving. The grapples to apples championship. Stay in its rightful home. Brownie stays with shades. And I can't begin to tell you what a mensch Tommy Boy <laughs> is. I mean, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spread out on this one here. Oh, the, the absolute decency a human being has to have during 2020, a COVID-ridden 2020, to let one man's happiness end the year. With something that he loves so much. (laughs) It it goes. There's no words. Thomas. There are no words. So.
1: (sighs) For those of you who are new to the show. And don't know. The Full Harvest gives Tommy Boy the right. To pretty much just take the title off of Shade's whenever he wants, at any pay-per-view forthcoming. He has already said that he will not be cashing in his fall harvest for the, for the rest of, of the year. Now, Shades, do keep in mind that, A, he could be lying through his teeth, and, B, does that that now means that once that clock hits 2021,
0: you got to, you know, keep your...
1: Because you never know, he may not take it at the first pay per view of twenty twenty one. Maybe not even the second. He may hold on to it until you know the summer and the entire time. You gotta, you are gonna have to keep your eye open and hold on very tightly to that to that lovely title of yours.
0: Listen, there are no honor among thieves. I know this very well, but there are honor among Rangers fans. Hey, and Thomas. I'm not speaking to you as Shades. I'm speaking to you as Jeremy, the Ranger fan. I have bought tickets in your section, man. Like, he wouldn't do that. I don't think he would. You know what? I know he wouldn't. Because he's a decent human being. He's a decent man. The Fall Harvest goes to the suburbs. Rightfully so. You know what's funny is that if. If Tommy Boy took. The Grapples Apples Championship. Your brother would have gotten the Fall Harvest. And the Suburban brothers would have cleaned up at this pay-per-view.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: But he didn't. And oh my god imagine the next time they'd be on. We'd never hear the end oh, of it. Oh my. I mean, your brother would probably like uh, like drop the belt. or No, he'd be the Fall Harvest champion, so never mind. It don't make a difference.
1: It would like The next time they're on the show, it would just be like half an hour of them boasting each other.
0: If you guys thought I was stroking my own ego. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. Lord. let's just say it's a good thing that Tommy decided to uh, take the Fall Harvest instead.
0: Yes. The belt stays right where it belongs. And I think the next time that I would have to defend it, the rumble oof, would be the rumble in January. Yep. yep, yep, yep. But the first opportunity that Tommy Boy has to take the belt this next week, no, in, 2021 I, mean. in 2020, oh, 2021. I mean, in 2021 Sorry. would be Wrestle Kingdom. Oh.
1: You know what's funny is that Wrestle Kingdom would be a great time to take it off of somebody because that's such a long card that if you win, if you win Wrestle Kingdom, you earned it.
0: Oh, we're, we're not doing the belt's not on the line for Wrestle Kingdom. Why not? Why we not? Haven't, we haven't discussed that. Oh, well, then we need to discuss it. We're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom means something to you, to me, to Ray. But I don't think it means anything to Joey or Hugo or Tom.
1: Bro, we're talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I understand that. The Tokyo Dome Show. We also have to cater to our listeners and our fans. And a lot of them don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is something we can talk in private. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll have this conversation off the air. but mm-hmm. You know where I stand.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter where you stand. Actually, I'm sitting right now. Yes.
1: And and so, you know, we didn't talk about the shades, but for our listeners, it is December. Which means it's time for us and for y'all to start thinking about... your edible gold. awards. That's right. Yeah. Golden, golden apples come, baby. It's time to talk about them golden apples and them rotten apples. There's going to be a lot of rotten ones, <laughs> but we're going to see what we come up with for the year-end awards. When we're doing that, I'm not sure yet. Obviously, we haven't talked about it yet. This is the first time I'm mentioning it because it occurred to me uh, yesterday.
0: Oh, no. Uh, I've actually been speaking thinking about this for about a week or two. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, you got to start now looking at the year.
1: Yeah, I know. I, bro, I'm so wrapped up. I'm so, like, with school and whatnot. I can't even – Anyway. Long story short, Tommy Boy, congratulations. You're the new fall harvest winner, carrier champion.
0: Um You have won the fall harvest.
1: You have won the fall harvest. Congratulations. Shades, congratulations, you're on you retaining the grapples of apples world championship.
0: Although I don't feel like much
1: of a champion right now. It's all good.
0: It's all good. It's all good.
1: So, Shades, we gotta we gotta do what we do, man. We gotta
0: talk. Match of the night, ooh! Match of the night. Now, my match of the night would have been definitely Dexter Lumis versus Cameron Grimes. Okay. If not, if not for the Undisputed Era McAfee match,
1: you know, for me, Although, I was I was gonna say my match of the night would have been the Triple Threat, if not for mm-hmm. the Undisputed Era match.
0: Although it went like ten minutes too long. I still think it was the best match of the night. Undisputed Era versus Team McAfee definitely wins my match of the night.
1: I agree. I agree. I 100% agree. Now, we have to rank the show cuz that's what we do. That's what everyone does, right? You know, some people they have a star system. Some people have grades, letters, numbers, here, Grapples of Apples, we got tote pays, baby. You get zero tote pays if you are an abomination to professional wrestling. You get five topes pays if you are what professional wrestling is all about. So, typically starting at 2.5 to start the show, going up and down based on the matches. Let's see where we land. Shades, how many toe pays does NXT TakeOver War Games 2020 get from you?
0: Okay, so we started at two point five, like we uh, usually do. They didn't do anything egregious. There were some good spots. There was some good wrestling. I'm going to give the first match half a point, so we're up to three. Okay. Tommaso and Timothy Thatcher didn't do anything egregious either, but it didn't earn a point, so it's going to stay at a three. Okay. Dexter Loomis and Cameron Gramp was going to be my match of the night prior to the main event, so I think it's a 3.5. Okay. Although Damian Priest showed out for this match, uh, the overbooked mess at the end and Gargano winning drops it from a 3.5 to a 2.75. Ooh. Whew. And okay. Undisputed. Undisputed Era. Oof. I'm going to bring it to a 3.5 for the match. But because okay. it went too long, I'm going to drop it down to a 3.25. I think I have to settle there.
1: Okay. I think that's fair. Um, for myself, I again, starting at 2.5. The women's War Games match... Um, I was disappointed in a lot of it, but it was uh, ultimately it was perfectly fine, I guess. So it stays at 2.5 for me. Ciampa versus Thatcher, I can't, in good conscience, give it any sort of grading because I was asleep. So I got to keep it at 2.5. Uh, Lumas versus Grimes. From what I saw, I enjoyed it enough to raise it. I don't know. I, I, I got to be real. I'm, I got to say 2.5 still. Maybe 2.75, maybe. Yeah. Um, the triple threat match was again, it was my favorite match outside of the main event, but it was an overbooked mess, so um, let's call it a three for now. And then the main event, I enjoyed. Um, Can't go higher than a 3.5 Can't really go lower than a 3
0: 3.25
1: Yeah, I guess I might as well split the difference, right? 3.25 yeah.
0: I think this is the Third Pay-per-view in a row where you and I have the same exact Final base score
1: Interesting and it's and it's funny though, because even though it's the case, it's not like we score the matches the same. we just yeah. end the same.
0: We always find our way back to each other. yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, that's you gonna wrap know up. that you my. <laughs> my <hero>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, folks, that's gonna wrap up our recap and review of um, NXT Takeover War Games 2020 War Games. got to wait a whole another year before I can do that 14 times. Thank God. Um, <laughs> 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 I love fully regal. Dwayce's War Games is the best. Uh, <laughs> you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples, the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's facebook.com and twitter.com slash grapples to apples. Again, that's grapples, the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible because, man, we really do appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts. Ill will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hetero life mate. Tell
0: them who you are. Man of the hour. Man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Your boy, the general. And still your grapples to apples champion. Shades. As
1: always, don't forget to check out our episodes this past week that went on live well, it'll be two days ago from when this goes live. So this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps a bad recipe. Peace. Peace
0: and love.